Hey, thank you for watching IED Sports. And this is our college football preview, Big 12 edition. And I am Dave Calamito, joined along with uh, Ed and Rich, as always. So why don't we go on over to um, Rich, who uh, stay in the state of Oklahoma and go to Oklahoma State. Yeah, so we'll stay in the state of Oklahoma. Um, just just a little bit. Um, I think it's time for Oklahoma State, the Cowboys. I think it's their turn to start to compete for a higher level. They have a really talented team this year. We know Oklahoma's been the top of that uh, at top of the Big Twelve for years. So they actually won the last five Big Twelve titles. So half a decade they've been up at the top. But um, I think it's really time for the next team to to take over, which is Oklahoma State. They have a veteran coach in Mike Gundy and the returning 19 starters from last year for a team that won 18 games of those 19, eight are on offense and actually all 11 defensive starters will be back next year. And with the whole COVID loss of spring ball and stuff, this pandemic helps the veteran teams. So having that continuity, having 19 of your 22 starters returning and a veteran head coach and Mike Gundy, I think they have a really good chance to, to compete at that level with Oklahoma this season um their quarterback returning spencer sanders so he debuted last year um he he had a promising year but the real studs on that team are chuba hubbard and tylen wallace so chuba hubbard rushed for over 2,000 yards last year he would have been a first round draft pick um he will be a first round draft pick once it's his turn to be drafted in the nfl and they uh tylen wallace was a fred bolitnikoff finalist last year even though he was injured he um his return from injury this year is really going to help Oklahoma State use that offense to, to um, get to that next level. They also got a transfer guard from West Virginia, Josh Sills. So I, I'm an offensive line coach. I played offensive line, defensive line. I like the linemen too. We can't forget about them. So Josh Sills from Oklahoma is uh, for Oklahoma State coming over from West Virginia is going to be a good addition to that offensive line. Uh, defensively, we know the Big 12 is not really known for their defense. It's usually a high-scoring shootout league. But um, last year, Oklahoma State improved from 32.5 uh, points given up to 26. So with 11 returning starters, that continuity, again, like we talked about, that COVID pandemic, veteran teams are going to have the advantage. They're going to have that continuity. And I think Oklahoma State really has an opportunity to move forward and, and compete for that Big 12 title this year. Okay. Um, uh, I'm, with Rich, I'm with Rich on that, and we'll wrap it up with our predictions. But uh, spoiler alert, I'm taking Oklahoma State. Ed, you can take the Iowa State Cyclones. All right. Uh, Iowa State, they were, uh, they were the sleeper team last year. Things didn't really go their way. Um, but they would probably be recognized as one of the top four teams in the Big 12 this year. Not, not so much a sleeper anymore. Uh, they're a team that's on the verge of playing in the Big 12 uh, title game. Uh, Iowa State has only been beaten by 14 points once in their last 39 games, and that was last year's bowl game where Notre Dame blew them out 33-9. to uh, Head coach is Matt Campbell. I, I enjoy Matt Campbell. Uh, I like watching what he does, and it's been enjoyable to see what he's done with the program in, in Iowa State. This is uh, he's entering his fifth season. He's got a career record of 26-25, and 25, but – he has built a team that their talent is not that drastically behind the top teams in the league right now. So they're right there. They're, they're right there. Uh, their offense is going to be led by a junior 
quarterback Brock Purdy. Uh, he is probably one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Last year, he threw for 3,982 yards and 27 TDs. Uh, it's it's between him and Ellinger for first team All Big Twelve this year, but uh, they're they're both excellent quarterbacks. Uh, they have a tight end. All you fantasy guys, write him down because he's coming out this year. He's a junior tight end, Charlie Kohler. Uh, he's cut out of the tra Travis Kelsey, uh, George Kittle mold. He's six six, two fifty two. He runs good routes. He's got very soft hands, and like I, he's going to have a decision to make after this year. He had fifty one catches for 697 yards and seven TDs last year. They have a sophomore running back that'll probably end up being second or third team all Big 12, I would say, this year in Breesy Hall. Uh, they got a deep running back room, but last year he, he had 897 yards and nine TDs, and he only started the last eight games of the season. Uh, the issue is going to be another thing that Rich could speak more on during the season is uh, the offensive line. Uh, they lost four offensive linemen. But if you were to talk to Coach Campbell, he feels that he has hit on his past three offensive line recruiting classes. So if he believes that, that should start to show and that should start to pay off this, this season with uh, the uh, recruits that he had the past three years. Uh, once again, defense. These guys got nine guys coming back. Nine starters will be back on defense this year. They'll, they'll have, I, I would say they're probably one or two. Uh, defensively in the Big 12 this year. Uh, they're loaded up front. They're led by a fifth-year senior in Jaquan Bailey, currently ranks third amount, uh, amongst all college football players with 18-and-a-half career sacks. Uh, they're going to have to rotate a lot of bodies through the secondary to find a combination that works because their biggest issue last year and the reason they, they lost their close games was their defense couldn't get off the field on third down. So if they can improve on that, I think they have the offense, and obviously they have, you know, if the offensive line improves and the defense plays like it should, um, I'm, I'm, they're going to contend this year uh, for the Big 12 title game. With the new schedule, they're going to have a rough uh, couple weeks in October. They go to Oklahoma State, and then they come home and play Oklahoma before they have a bye week. Uh, they should be undefeated going into that time, but that's going to be a little rough two-week stretch for them. Um, and that, that's going to determine if they're going to the title game. So look out for Iowa State, everybody. Okay, and, uh, you know, it's fine. I've never been out there, but I, I would love to go see, like, Iowa, Iowa State. That always that looks like it would be a fun game to go to. Uh, yeah, he put – Coach Campbell put him back on the map, and uh, last year was the first time ever college game day was out there for a game, and I believe it was the Iowa-Iowa State game they were out there. Yes. Okay, that's the first time they were ever there. So they're they're on the map now. They're a team to look out for. Oklahoma has some issues going into the season. They had a couple of players suspended for uh, drug uh, – supposedly failed the drug test last year, and uh, Trayvon um, Bridges, their um, wide receiver, who, I, of course, I drafted in uh, – fantasy football he, he he served actually suspension in the peach Bowl last year and um so he like, could miss the first five games um but of course as as for the fourth year in a row Winkman riley has a, a new quarterback uh spencer rattler and based on what uh, he did with uh, baker mayfield um kyle murray and uh, jalen hurts um you could look for him to uh finish probably top two or three in the heisman um and but the problem with Oklahoma is their defense. Um, their defensive coordinator Alex Grinch, but uh, when it came to opposing offenses, they were not a Grinch. That's for sure. They they their their defense got shredded, and um, they're gonna have to have a quick turnaround this year if they want to uh, 
compete for a national championship or else they're going to probably get, even if they make the uh, college football playoff, they'll probably get smoked again. Um, they, they, they lost uh, Kenneth Murray, to, one of the best linebackers. He was drafted by the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And um, they got uh, the, but they do have Jalen Redman returning, a uh, pass rusher. And uh, so hopefully he can anchor the defense. And an offense, uh, along with um, Bridges, they do have Kenneth, uh, Kennedy Brooks, who uh, uh, is going for his third straight thousand yard season, and along with Rattler. And uh, they, uh, the offense should be as uh, good as always under Lincoln Riley. It's just the defense that really needs to step up. Okay. Uh, so uh, now we're going to go over to. Um, before, before you jump forward, Dave, though, I just yeah. want to throw out there another name for you guys. I, everybody's on this Spencer Rattler. Uh, I don't want to call it band rat, bandwagon as, but they have another kid that was a backup last year in Tanner Mordecai, who yes, was also, right. uh, also mm-hmm. a five-star recruit out of Waco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the spring would have helped us determine really who's going to play, but due to COVID, they didn't, they didn't have a spring season. So uh, right now it's not quite Spencer Rattler's job as we speak. Mm-hmm. And Mordecai is definitely going to push him. They, they have a nice, uh, they have a nice problem there in Oklahoma when it comes to quarterback. Yeah. Actually, if you look on the Oklahoma depth chart uh, right now, uh, I believe Mordecai is listed as number one. But uh, but I guess everybody just assumes it's going to be Rattler. But you're, but you're right. Um, Mordecai is probably going to be given – well, with no spring football, but he probably would have been given every chance to win the job. Right. But I don't know. Uh, prop now I think he's probably not going to because of the lack of uh, training. But we'll see with that. Okay. Um, so, Ed, uh, you're up next. Let's go um, with uh, West Virginia, the Mountaineers. All right, West Virginia. Uh, I'll be honest with you. They are young and most likely won't win. They'll win, they'll win some games. They, their, their goal this year is to make a bowl game. They, they want to make a bowl game this year. They got a second-year head coach, Neil Brown. Uh, he finished last year at 5-7, and seven, but that was expected with the new coach and, and transitioning everything over from Holgerson. Dana Holgerson was there for years. Uh, he's, a, he's a really good coach, Neil Brown. He's got a lot of experience. And they had a lot of uh, success at Troy before coming over to West Virginia. Uh, the main reason I actually picked West Virginia is I've been able to attend uh, quite quite a few games uh, at West Virginia University. I had a, a cousin that went there, and I got to go up there. And I, I will tell you, everybody out there that's listening now, if you have the opportunity to take a ride out to Morgantown, get there to catch a game. It is, it is one heck of an experience going to see a football game at Morgantown. From the tailgate to the after after game celebration, and just to be in that stadium, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. And it, it is it, it, you can do it in one day. You can get up early, catch the game, especially if they have a noon kickoff, and then be back home that night. Highly recommend going to Morgantown. Uh, back to the players. Uh, it, things going to be who's going to be the quarterback this year? Kind of not the situation that Oklahoma has with those two studs, but last year uh, they started with an Oklahoma transfer, actually Austin Kendall. But he lost five games in a row. Once he lost five in a row, Coach Brown went with another transfer, a kid out of Bowling Green by the name of Jarrett Dodge for the last two, three games of the year. And he won two out of the three, actually beating TCU and Kansas State on the road. Uh, it was same thing, man. I'm sick of saying it, but it's a fact. It was going to be a huge spring battle. COVID took care of that. COVID won that battle. So I, I couldn't tell you right now who's going to be the starter. A lot of people are saying Dodge has the advantage based off the end of last season, but it's going to be a wait and wait and see. It's still a question. Uh, 
Wideouts, Sam Jones, Sam James has 69 receptions. TJ Simmons, which is an Alabama transfer a couple years ago, had 35. They're both back. Their wide receivers will be pretty good with those two guys. Uh, junior Letty Brown will lead uh, the running backs, but to be honest with you, the running backs were awful last year. Uh, the O-line, Rich's favorite position, they're going to need some help. Maybe they need Rich to go down there and coach them. They were young, and they got a little beat up last year, but – WEU finished 128th out of 130 uh, college football NCAA double, Division I offenses last year in rushing with averaging only 73.3 yards a game. Uh, if the O-line improves, they have some decent running backs, uh, and obviously they have some decent receivers, but it's going to really come down to the O-line play, and they must improve on that 73.3 yards a game rushing. Uh, this is another group that's going to have a very solid defense. Uh, they'll probably have one of the best teams in the conference if they can find uh, two cornerbacks, and that was their goal in the spring ball was to find two guys to be able to handle the cornerback position. Uh, defense will be led by a couple of brothers, the Stills brothers, Darius and Dante. Uh, they are sons of former NFL Pro Bowl linebacker Gary Stills, played with the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Rams. Uh, they also bring back one of the best safeties uh, in the country, uh, as a freshman last year, uh, he's going to be a sophomore this year in Tyke Smith. So th they'll be okay, but the goal the goal for West Virginia this year is, is to be bowl eligible. They're, they're a couple years away, and I'll be interested to see how uh, quarterback uh, position plays out. Okay, just um, a quick aside. I uh, actually I saw Pitt play West Virginia in the 80s um, out in Morgantown, and um, it ended in a 31-31 tie, which – you know, they actually tied back then, but uh, it, it was in the middle of nowhere. It seemed uh, the uh, you know the stadium. There wasn't much around it. I'm sure today it's probably been built up since then. Yeah, you know? the 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 high have a huge hospital that's right next to the stadium now. Uh, West Virginia University has a big hospital right there. Uh, it's a little bit off campus, but I'm, I'm telling you guys, hey, hey, you know, maybe we get uh, the president, Mr. Bob, uh, gets us some tickets. We can do a live broadcast from uh, Morgantown. Uh, it'll be one one heck of an experience, I'll tell you that. Oh, we could do like a game day show. That'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I'm in. not so fast. <laughs> and, and, and I'm telling you, pre-game meals. If you're in Morgantown, look up Mario's uh, Mario's Fishbowl. Mario's Fishbowl is fantastic. Little plug. All right, Dave. Go okay. Ahead. So next, we're gonna go with the uh, Texas Longhorns, and it's uh, back to Rich. So um, Texas is Texas is near the top of the Big Twelve, in my opinion. Um, I don't think they have enough to get to that Big 12 title game like they had two years ago. So they had two straight years with under Coach Tom Herman. This is a big year for him. So he had 10 victories his first two seasons there, played in the Big 12 title game. But last year they regressed a little bit to 8-5. and five. So um, he made some coaching changes. So he brought in Rutgers coach Chris Ash to call the defense and Mike Yurchitz on offense. Um the only concern I have with that, I keep mentioning the same thing, but it's just it's a it's a big topic right now is the fact there was no spring ball. So bringing in two new coordinators is concerning, but they do return one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, Sam Ellinger. I talked a little bit about him when we did our Heisman preview. Um, I think he's excellent, but he did lose his number one target, Devin Duvernay, to the NFL. But they have another guy, Brennan Eagles. You watch any Texas last year, any Texas football last year? He was on the field making plays, yeah. so he's definitely a big play threat. He's poised to become that number one receiver with Duvernay leaving, so it, it'll be interesting to see how they're able to transition that new coordinator with less practice reps and stuff into into success on the field, so that'll be something to note. 
Um, there are some question marks up front on the offensive line, but the ground game should be a little better. A little better this year. They brought in a five-star recruit, Bijan Robinson, yeah. and they already had had Keontae Ingram and Rashawn Johnson there, who were productive last season. But uh, the addition of a five-star recruit can never hurt production. We'll just see how they can do when they, once they get on the field. Defensively, I believe they regressed a, a, a good amount last year. Um, they're going to improve bringing in Chris Ash. He's an excellent defensive coach, especially as a as a coordinator where he had a lot of success. Not as much as a head coach, but as a coordinator is definitely his his forte. They're returning Joseph Asai and safety or at linebacker and Caden Stearns at safety. So those are two two guys to definitely keep an eye on for the Longhorns defense. I think that really the game of the season, I, I think Oklahoma is still at the top. I think they're going to reach that title game. This is kind of kind of uh, giving away my predictions for the end. But that road trip that uh, Texas takes to Oklahoma State on November 27th, it's the last game of the season, I think that's going to determine who makes that, that title game. So that'll be a really interesting game to watch for, for the who can get to that next level in the Big 12. It should be a yeah. good game. Yeah, tech, Texas. I, I like Texas a lot, and I, I I like I like their coaching staff, just like Rich said. And the the five star, the running back. I, let me get uh, Robinson. That's going to come in there. They 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 have a loaded uh, backfield, and Robinson coming in actually is going to help the wide receiver position because last year's five star recruit at running back, Jordan Whittington, uh, didn't play last year. First game he had a sports horn, hernia. They didn't do anything. They actually moved him. He's going to be in the slot this year. Uh, as a receiver, and he, he's going to do some damage out there. And they moved them because this kid Robinson came in at running back. So uh, te- Texas offensively is going to be something uh, pretty impressive to watch. For sure. Okay, so before we get to our predictions, I'll do the last uh, uh, preview. Uh, we'll do the TCU Horn Frogs, one of the best nicknames in college football. Um, Gary Patterson uh, has had a good run at TCU, but um, – Unfortunately, uh, they've gone three straight years now without eight wins. It's the first time uh, this century. And uh, they had a true freshman play a, a, a lot of the reps last year, Max Dugan. So he comes back for his sophomore year. And he's going to be playing behind a veteran offensive line that has three juniors, a senior, and a graduate transfer. And uh, they also have um, Darwin uh, uh, Barlow, who returns as a running back. And uh, so they're offensively, they, they should be decent um, if, if Dugan progresses, but their problem is the defense, which has always been a Patterson hallmark. Um, but last year they only had 22 sacks, which is uh, was the lowest TCU's had in, in a long time. And uh, honestly, uh, looking at their roster, I don't know where they're going to get the sacks from. The, uh, so they, their defense may struggle again this year. They do return uh, Garrett Walker, who led the Big 12 in tackles. So um, at least they got something to hang their hat on there. But uh, this is yeah, this is a team that um, you know if they don't find any kind of pass rushers, uh, they probably won't see eight wins again this year. Okay, so um, now that we uh, did our previews, uh, let's go with our predictions. Um, let's give uh, a team uh, who do you think is going to uh, play in the Big Twelve Championship game, and uh, give us who you think um, the player of the year could be in the Big Twelve, and also a sleeper. Uh, we'll start with uh, Rich. All right, so the, the Big 12 championship game this year I think is going to be Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Again, that uh, Oklahoma State's offense is going to be incredible this year with, with Hubbard and Wallace. Um, I, I do still think that Oklahoma is at the top, so I think Oklahoma is going to beat Oklahoma State, but it's going to be way closer 
than it it, um, it has been in the past. That rivalry game that'll be awesome in the Big Twelve Championship, bringing that um, that rivalry game uh, on such a stage like that. Players to watch in the conference. I think the one of the top players in the in the conference is going to be whoever wins that Oklahoma QB job. I think whoever that is, that offense we've seen Heisman Trophy quarterbacks coming out of there in recent years. Um, I think that system is just made for college football success. So I believe Oklahoma is going to beat Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship this year. Okay, Ed, uh, your thoughts? I'm just going to flip that. I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma this year. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think Oklahoma State will beat them twice. I, I have a feeling that Oklahoma will probably beat them during the regular season because they get them at home this year. So I like Oklahoma to, to beat Oklahoma State during the regular season, but I believe in the Big 12 championship game, this is Oklahoma State's year to knock off the Sooners. If there's a year to beat Oklahoma, it may be this year, uh, and it's just the opposite of what everybody's saying. I just They've had transfers that came into their program and took over as quarterbacks, so they were older. They transferred, they played there one year, and they got drafted into the NFL, e- even Mayfield you know, transferred in, into that school from Texas Tech. These two kids are young. Rattler's a redshirt freshman. Mordecai was a backup last year, coming off a medical redshirt in 2018. So, I mean, with the talent they have around them, I'm sure they're going to succeed. But I'm not sold on either one of them right now, being able to lead the team to the championship, especially when you have a team like Oklahoma State, which I think is loaded, which will have the conference player in the year in Hubbard. That guy is is just it, it, between him and ETN. Those guys will be in the top fifteen of draft last next year, I, I would think, depending on what people's needs are. Um, so I'd have Hubbard as the uh, as the player of the year. And uh, as a sleeper, I'll just say everybody should start keeping their eye on Kansas. Les Miles is coaching there. They had a couple of nice wins last season with him, and uh, I think uh, next year we'll be talking about them during our preview. So. I want to sleep on Kansas. Uh, I want to sleep like the t- they're not. They're not the same old Kansas. Let's put it that way. So I expect Kansas to shake a little, some things up this year. Okay, and um, actually, we have no love for any of the other teams in the uh, Big Twelve. Uh, I actually like Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma too this year. I think um, only because I think Oklahoma's defense is just. I just don't see it uh, having enough to push them over the top. Um, Although in the past, you know, their offense has been able to carry them. But I think this year it, it's going to uh, fall a little short. So I really like Oklahoma State. And, again, you got to like uh, Rattler and um, and also Kennedy Brooks. Again, he's going for his third straight 1,000-yard season. And, I'm, like I said, I'm really high on also on Max Dugan uh, for um, a TCU because he's on my fantasy team, I guess, kind of biased. But, um, yes, so I, so I really like Oklahoma State to uh, to uh, come out and, and uh, probably make the – college football playoff, which will be a change from the usual suspects. So actually, we could actually root for that because uh, unless you like the stability of the same teams every year. But okay, so um, just uh, to about wraps it up. Any final thoughts from you guys? Uh, start with Rich. Uh, yeah, just just one one team that had a lot of success last year is Baylor. Uh, they lost their, their coach, Matt Rule, to the NFL. He was actually a guy I think is going to be very successful in the NFL. So they brought in a new coach, Dave Aranda. So um, he was the LSU defensive coordinator. So he's getting a great quarterback, Charlie Brewer, who had a, a good amount of success last year. Um, I just don't think they have enough this year. They had a lot of success in, in 2019. They led the um, Big 12 in scoring defense with 19 points per game. But um, 
they only returned two guys. So they're going to be rebuilding. They lost their coach. But um, don't sleep on Baylor. They do have some talented guys in there. They lost Denzel Mims also. He was a pick to the, the Jets this year. But um, Baylor's, uh, Baylor's a team. You can't, can't count them out. But I definitely think they're going to regress from last season. Okay, Ed, anything to add? I just like I think we're all just hoping that they play this year. You know, they they did come out a couple weeks ago and uh well not a couple weeks, sorry, a couple days ago and they're they're playing they're playing a conference only schedule and they can have one non-conference game, uh, one non-conference home game. So the schedule is going to change a little bit probably from what we just did this preview on. Uh, some of the dates may change based off of that. But uh, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. I, like I said, I'm just I'm just hoping we have college football a couple weeks from now, and uh, the Big Twelve could be exciting. And uh, like you said earlier, Dave, this may be a year that we have a different team coming out of the Big Twelve that's in the college football playoff. Yep. Okay. And uh, yeah, let's let's hope we have uh, college football. Um, I know. Uh, not to go off topic, but I know that there there's the vaccine in Oxford is really progressing in trials and. From what I've been reading, it's possible September, October, we could see a vaccine come out. What that means, how long it'll take to get to everybody, you know, is anybody's guess. I'm no expert. So I don't know if it'll even uh, impact college football this year or not, um, or could save college football. We're just going to have to wait and see like we've been, uh, you know, for the last like four or five months. Okay. So um, that'll just about do it. Um, Thank you, uh, Rich and Ed. And uh, thank you, uh, I'm, I'm Dave Calamito, and uh, thank you for uh, watching IED Sports. Yeah, make sure.